Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 105. 105. Hope you are having an amazing day, a morning, uh, night, whatever time you are listening in. I hope you're doing well if you're on a walk in the car, getting ready for the day, or maybe just cleaning up around the house. I hope you are doing fantastic wherever you are. Uh, I'm doing really, really great. I'm sitting out here on the front porch and a lot of the flowers have started to come uh, out here in Southern California. We have these amazing flowers right in front of me. They're kind of this foliage. I don't even know how to describe it to you, but it kind of wraps around the um, the, the the porch and it, it kind of goes up. It actually blocks the sun from coming in, which is pretty cool, but they have the most amazing flowers. I think it's jasmine. The most amazing flowers and they smell so, so good. Uh, today, I was kind of uh, reflecting on, you know, maybe the last two or three years and kind of trying to identify what's going on inside of me. And I realized I've become quite a bit of a contemplative person person. Uh, the way I see life, uh, we were at our community group uh, last night, and I was just talking about the wind. You know, I was talking, if you listened to the last episode, I was talking about how much I love the wind. And, you know, for me, the wind just feels like this divine hug. It feels like I'm getting. And so they were like, do you, are you like that with like everything? And I was like, well, honestly, like I'm becoming like that, you know, like I'll watch a snail for like a period of time, or I'll literally lock in on the hummingbirds for 10, 15 minutes and just watch them and just get kind of caught up into that. And I'm like, that never used to be me. That never, I never used to be that guy. I was always too busy or it was too unproductive. And, and I'm just like, wow, I'm actually, this has actually become a normal part of who I am. You know, I'm telling you when I went for this walk and I saw the sunset, I was giggling giggling at how beautiful the the sun sunrise not sunset the sunrise was and the way the clouds were formed i was like what is happening to me but i think a part of it is just finding joy in the simple and so maybe today uh an encouragement a challenge is where or how can you find the joy in just simple things today find some joy in some simple things like some of you are going to eat a piece of toast for breakfast you should be like that's mind-blowing I can't believe I get to eat toast toast is the best and put some jelly on it or peanut butter this is so delicious I'm so thankful for this I think it's just the very small things in life that really really help us to appreciate appreciate even the larger things and so maybe slow down find a small little what you would say insignificant thing to be thankful for and, and just kind of marvel at it. Wow, it's amazing. Like these flowers I was telling you about, the smell that's right now going on is so amazing. I'm so excited uh, to be out here on the front porch. And I'm really excited to go through this uh, passage today as we make a transition. Uh, but before I do that, I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening, subscribing, and sharing on all of your social media platforms. Really do appreciate that. And then for those of you who are making uh, donations uh, to our Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The, uh, I appreciate your support so much. Zephaniah. That's right. It's a book in the Bible. Zephaniah. 
3.17. Zephaniah 3.17. If you want to know where the book of Zephaniah is, just go to the Old Testament and start moving your uh, way to the right. You'll start going through the minor prophets. You'll end up in Zephaniah. Zephaniah 3.17 says this. this is a great passage. The Lord your God is in your midst. Oh, man. Just just hold on to that right now. He's in your midst. A mighty one who will save. Amen. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I'm going to read that again. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Uh, Many of you, if you've uh, been a listener here for a while through these podcasts, you'll know that my son had cancer. I refer to it constantly, and I I don't feel bad about it, a part of it, and I don't feel bad repeating it because it's a part of my life, a part of my story. It's honestly a part of how I ended up here on this front porch. And so uh, in the early days of Cooper's treatment, early days, I mean, maybe the first three months, uh, he was taking certain levels of uh, chemo, and he was having to start around of uh, of a certain chemo, uh, and one of the the byproducts or one of the, the the things that can happen in this particular chemo is that you can go into anaphylactic shock, and so they're always kind of watching and waiting for it. And so, you know, one day we're we're sitting uh, in the chair in at the in the in the treatment center, and and you know they hook him up to this chemo, and he's had he had it before, and and so they're hooking it up to him, and and he's sitting there. All of a sudden, he coughs. And I'm sitting there next to him. I'm probably on my laptop doing some work because I would kind of work from the hospital while he was getting his treatments. Usually it was like uh, pretty much a whole day thing. And he coughs once. And then he coughs again. And all of a sudden, our nurse Allison, who we just love, we I watch her turn around and look at Cooper. And then she starts running. And I'm not even kidding. Cooper throws his head back. And he starts going into anaphylactic shock. He's looking at us. His eyes are terrifying. He cannot breathe. He cannot breathe. And he's shaking. And he's, you can tell he's, uh, uh, he, he can't, he's, he's literally what, it, for Patty and I, I'm trying to put you there. He, he, he's dying in front of us. And Allison runs to him, and she grabs the medicine, and she plunks it in, and and he immediately kind of breathes, takes a deep breath, kind of calms down, and then he just kind of falls asleep, like within, it felt like a short amount of time, I'm sure maybe it was longer, um, but it was so traumatic, and Patty and I could like, I mean, I can't do anything, but she saved him. Saved the day and everything was calm. And Patty and I had this moment of like, what just happened? Let that image set in a little bit. Maybe you felt yourself there with me. Even as I was telling that story, I just felt all the emotions that came alongside with side of that. Let that settle in. Let the image of Cooper and us settle in there. Can you see the nurse running to Cooper 
to save his life. Can you see Patty? Can you see me? Can you see our panic? Can you see the panic in our face? Can you see, can you see our concerned helplessness? We can do nothing. I cannot fix this. I need help. And she saves him. Now, can you see God rescuing you? What pain, hurt, or frustration are you going through right now? Where do you feel hopeless and alone? Listen to this. The Lord your God is in your midst. Hold on to that truth right now. Some of you need to hear that right now. Some of you are in hospital rooms. Some of you have loved ones that are hurting. Some of your marriages are falling apart financially. Everything's going chaos. Your sons and your daughters have left and abandoned you. You're, you're, you're struggling deeply. The Lord, your God, is in your midst. Do you sense him? Do you sense that he's there? If you can, will you cling to this truth? He will save you. He will save you. This is what this passage is trying to help us understand. He will save you. This whole passage is so proactive. We do not have some God who is sitting in the above, who is in, in a rocking chair, who is kind of perturbed at humanity and all of creation. No, no, no. He's in our midst and he is saving us. I learned something interesting about saving, though. If you don't think you need it, you can't really receive it. This is a moment in scripture where they need saving. And the proclamation of their hearts is this. Do it, God. Do it. Save us. Save us, God. Do you find yourself saying the same thing? Are you, do you continue to try and survive this life? So many of you have been surviving. You've survived the chaos. You're surviving the pain. And you just keep going harder and harder and stronger and stronger. And yet, you still feel that empty void. It's still too much. What I can encourage you to do is to give up. Let go. See him in your midst and ask him to save you. Just say that right now. God, save me. Save me. Save me. You're in my midst. You love me. You care for me. I need saving. And here's the beautiful thing that comes after this. Listen, this is so proactive, so beautiful, so wonderful. I want you to receive it. And so does the Bible. Zephaniah wants you to receive this truth right now. He will rejoice over you with gladness. God loves when his kids run to him. He loves it. I remember, I don't know if you remember, maybe if you have kids or you have, you have nieces and nephews, 
I remember when my kids took their first steps and they started coming to me. I lost my ever loving mind. I, I remember those moments and how excited I was. Wow, he's doing it. He's really doing it. I see God that way. When you move towards him, when you proclaim you're in my midst, I need saving. I need help. Like we're making that movement towards him. I see God going, yes, come on. And you can see him rejoicing. You're getting it. You're coming. Come on. Don't give up. Keep depending on me. Keep trusting me. Even when it's hard, don't give up. Keep coming after me. And he rejoices. Here's the other one. He will quiet you. (laughs) This is so good. He will quiet you with his love. Shut up. (laughs) and see how much he loves you. Some of us just need to shut up and see how much he loves you. When we really see and understand all he has done for us and how much he loves us, it should quiet us. We should be in awe. We just need to bask in the presence of his love. He loves you so much. Bask in that presence. Just shut up and enjoy it. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Think about this. He's singing over you. Worship exists because God exists. All of creation, the rocks are crying out. Join in. He sings over you. Join him in his song. Think about how amazing that is. Join in in all creation. Join in the song that he is singing right now over you. When you don't have words to sing, he's singing over you. But when you have those words, join in. Either way, he is worshiping. Because worship exists because God exists This passage is a beautiful expression of what proactively God is doing and who he is. But will you and will I receive it and believe it? Because when we see who God is, we will finally see ourselves in him. So the question I have is this, why do you struggle seeing yourself how God sees you? Have you missed him? Why won't you allow yourself to be saved? Why won't you allow yourself to just shut up and be loved? Why, why will you not allow him to sing over you and for you to receive that Allow him to just be glad that you are making a move towards him. Father God, this passage is so beautiful. Thank you for your servant Zephaniah who gives it to us. Teach us to lean in and learn that you are who you say you are. And you will do what you say you will do. And we can trust and depend upon that. 
keep singing over us. Keep being glad. Teach us to learn to be quiet and receive your love. You are here and near. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your